0: So a brief little intro for everybody just to kind of let you know what's happening. You'll notice that some of these are a little late in their timing. We had some tech issues which meant we actually couldn't edit the footage until later in the week. So what we're doing is we're just going to take those and we're putting them together with our previews that we are uh, for the city match that's coming up this weekend. And we're going to just slap all that together and it's one big gigantic podcast for you to voraciously consume on your commute all right so yeah enjoy just a big hunk of content from Toffee Blues so apologies on that i was snowed in with a with a different camera and things like that happen anyway on with the show welcome to Toffee Blue View your source for all things Everton Jerry here with Terry and Max and uh you may notice, well, if you're, if you're via podcast, you won't notice. Maybe you'll hear a difference. But, uh, yeah, I'm not in the uh, typical recording spot uh, here in North Carolina. Eleven inches of snow uh, just all of a sudden came out of nowhere. Uh, it's been pretty crazy. So, recording here at the house, making do, trying to make sure we can get you uh, all your Everton stuff. So, yeah. Um, so, guys... Just as a bit of an introduction, you know, thinking we maybe we start start off these things with a little a little non football chat, you know what I mean? Um, Something we haven't done for a while is just uh, talk about what we what we're watching. You know, I'm stranded at home, and I've been watching a lot. (laughs) So uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you, I we me and my wife just watched uh, there's a Bobby Robson documentary on Netflix. Called more than a manager, I think, and it is really well made and it is very good. Is that on Netflix now? Is it? That's pretty quick. Yep. It, it was. It was good. Yeah. I re- like I re- we, re- I was re- expecting re- just straightforward, typical made-for-TV kind of stuff, but it was. I mean, there are quality interviews, quality camera work, and it's really well edited. I
1: have to give it all. So
0: full full uh, recommendation on that. I. It's. It's like it's all like out of sequence. It's not done like chronologically Mm -hmm. it's kind of mixed up but it's actually done in a really effective manner so yeah i knew very little and now i feel ashamed that i knew very little after watching that you know what i mean yeah um yeah good good story frankly um terry what have you been watching i find that a lot a lot of times all three of us are watching the same stuff so like as far as shows go so what have you been watching lately Uh, not
2: in this case then because the only thing i'm really watching at the minute is i'm trying to get into um you know, Vikings on Amazon Prime? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've watched it on and off for like a couple of weeks, and I'm into, like, season... I think I, towards the end of season two, just starting... Actually, no, I started season three. I don't know what to make of it, though. I'm sort of, like... Sometimes I think, oh, this is really, really good, I'm I'm really getting into this. And then sometimes there's, like, a weak episode or two, and I'm just like, oh, I can't be bothered with this. But, I mean, I'm, I'm at the minute. I'm, I'm not really focusing too much on any one thing like that other than that i literally only grasped for that because i was really getting impatient for game of thrones so can't wait for that to come back on in april mm. uh, and that looked like this you know, like might scratch that itch for a bit vikings it's nowhere near as good obviously but uh, it's okay
0: all yeah i have i've talked to a lot of people who watched it and liked it i've never watched one episode i think it was originally on the history channel here yeah and uh, amazon i guess has acquired it now so i may watch one or two of those i don't know i found i found that uh there's not enough material in terms of the game of thrones type material to kind of like scratch that itch Mm. it's like trying to find that like i got done reading all the game of thrones books that you can and i was like what's out there like this Mm. you know what i mean that's like that well well written and uh it was like a chasm. I had to just move on to something else that was well, that was good, that wasn't maybe just fantasy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Let me know how you like that though, because I'm, I may actually start that on my own. I'd seriously doubt my wife would like it. Have you seen the TV series Rome? No, like only
2: two seasons of it. I think it's the most expensive show ever made, but it's um, I did a, hear that a bulk of the people who made it. And now making Game of Thrones, so it's not as good as Game of Thrones, but it's, it, you can see it, yeah, that it's like sort of like related. It's like a prototype Game of Thrones mm-hmm. um, in the way you know. Obviously, it's it's loosely based around real stuff, uh, real events, mm-hmm. and real real people. So it's obviously can't be as fanciful as Game of Thrones because it's set in a non fantasy world, but. You'll like Rome if you like Game of Thrones. It's 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 mm-hmm. like a sort of alien model of it, sort of. But it's hard to find now. I mean, I don't. I, I think it was on Netflix here. I'm not sure whether it still is. Possibly is in America, but that's that's not a bad one to get into.
0: It may be on Amazon. Amazon acquires a lot of those HBO shows.
2: So, a lot um... of the same
0: actors as well, like not
2: not major ones, like yes, not mm-hmm. like you know Sean Bean or Kit Harington, please John Snow, anyone like that. But a lot of the people who populate the sort of worlds of Game of Thrones on screen they all re- turn up in Rome as um, mm. as parts as well
0: alright uh, yeah that's that's interesting that's I also I'm, I'm hearing both of those shows are not shy about the nudity either they're not playing around <laughs> <laughs> they're <laughs> like hey you know what you want naked people we give you naked people here yeah. you go <laughs>
1: <laughs> Max what have you been watching man? Yeah, I've been going easy on me 30s as of late. Like, really I think the last series I dabbled with was I was trying to catch up with Narcos again. I think after yes. um, after pa, after Pablo died, as if I was like expecting him to survive or something, I kind of went off the trail and just <laughs> kind because of, I really like the actor and I thought the actor was so good and obviously they kind of stayed true to real events and followed the Cali cartel and I'm watching yeah. a of that. I'll, I'll dabble in it every now and again, but I was seeing the other day it was the anniversary of Scarface, so. I I stopped that uh, on last night and watched that. One of my all time favorites.
0: In the third season of Narcos, they have some characters who are watching Scarface and talking about it. So it's funny you say that. Uh, yeah, because the third season is in Mexico, um, with just a totally different vibe, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's still good. Like I still like the show. I was I was like you, after when you don't have Escobar anymore, you're thinking how do I survive no it's not the third season maybe the fourth yeah that's what i'm saying
1: narcos narcos mexico is an entirely new show yeah isn't it yeah yeah i always
0: just consider it like the next season though you know what i mean that's Mm. just me being silly (laughs) But, but uh yeah it's good too diego luna is in it um and he's doing well it's just that's a show that should not have been good after pablo but it still managed to be well written and well put together mm. uh, the Mexico one's a whole different vibe too it's solid recommend cool very cool well we sort of are seeing the same stuff here we go alright uh, so uh, I guess that's that, that's it for non-football stuff you know or we'll, we'll, we'll actually get into to, to why you're here uh, to kind of sum up for podcasters uh, what's happening this show uh, we're going to start with a Watford match reaction um Meh. <laughs> There's a preview. Meh. Uh, They're going to talk about penalties. Uh, it's just something that I feel like is is uh, a lot of Evertonians are talking about today, because um, it's not the first one he's missed this season, which is weird because he's kind of known for being like a clutch guy. Uh, so strange. But we'll discuss that. Uh, then we're going to talk about our new signings. Marcel Bronze uh, spun spun gold this summer, but we're going to rate them. Because you know what? That's what podcasts do. They rate things. So we're going we're gonna to rate our signings from this past summer. And also, just like I mentioned earlier, you're going to get uh, Man City uh, preview and starting 11 segments at the tail end because this is a supersized Toffee Blues podcast. Uh, and we're going to finish up with another quiz. If you know your history, uh, it's a quiz show. Everton style. Terry vs. Max. And they've been pretty impressive lately. I mean, just yeah, spoiler alert: these guys, these guys actually are obsessed with Everton. It's crazy, uh, <laughs> just like everybody else who's listening and watching. So it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, let's dig in to our Watford match reaction. Um, a tale of two halves. Uh, first half, I thought we came out looking like the much stronger team, um, and it wasn't even close. Uh, we were pressing really hard they were not pressing uh, I noticed they were kind of holding back a bit and then second half it's almost like they decided they wanted to put us on our heels they were like you know what no more hunkering back forget that let's go out and attack them because we need a goal so they came out pressing and we were literally on our heels um, so uh, Terry let's start with you why do you think it took so long for us to react so they're pressing in the second half. I mean, it seemed like we didn't wake up until we made some subs.
2: I think a little bit of mental and physical tiredness is creeping into the team now. I mean, I not I don't want to say oh they're tired, so it's okay. We you know it's just one of those things, but you can see the players are starting to flag a little bit now. Then with that five to six minute period where we conceded mm-hmm. the two goals. You could just see they were all all at sea. They needed to, they needed to be pulled out of it, and I, I don't even think it was the substitutions that did it. I just think it was they just had, they just played their way through it because the substitutions came on. They didn't really affect the game like they had in previous weeks, and I think now we're starting to see. Yet yeah, we've got a, this really good 11, 12 to thirteen at most players, but outside of that, we you know I don't think the manager trusts a lot of them. So. It's a massive wasted opportunity that game, and along with the Newcastle one. The Newcastle one, I thought was very frustrating because we had so much more of the game. We were a much better team. We just couldn't find that breakthrough. This game, we were like two different teams in the two different halves. We we were we were at it in the first half. We were playing our football. We looked, even though they were giving us a game. I don't want to do, you know uh, minimize them. They were they had come to play to to make yeah. it difficult for us. But in the second half. We just allowed them to bully us. We we got we were getting the referee was awful for both sides. He got so much wrong. But they were just fouling us left, right, and centre. They were going to ground very easily, and I just don't think we could cope with that type of match. I don't think we we were ex- we had it in us to weather a storm that they were in the second half, and it, we, we only got the goal last minute for a for a silly you know. Um, fouled by one of their players because I think if they don't give away that free kick, they win that match. I don't mm. think we just saw from open play, so I think now um, the concentration <coughs> of a small group of players is is sort of settling into the into the those players' legs and into their uh,
0: into their minds. Mm. Yeah, thinking about that, they the only sub that really seemed to make an impact was Lookman. Uh, in terms of actually push, putting pressure on the opposition. Immediately, as soon as he got in, it looked like there was... A, but there was this period where there was no more... Nothing was working. Mm. And they were the ones. It's almost like, you know, we had a little little spark, and then they went back to pressuring. And it really wasn't until the last, like, what, 15 minutes? 10 minutes? Maybe 10. Where it's almost like... Because I felt like we had a loss coming. They were they were they were time wasting as they are fully entitled to do, um, and they were pressuring and we couldn't get anything going anywhere close to the box. It was really frustrating. Mm. And when we finally did, we were crossing it in the box the way we've been every we're doing every single time, just fruitlessly just crossing, 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 not really yielding anything. It, it it's it's starting to get a little frustrating when we need a goal to attack the same way every time. Mm. Um, uh, They were physical, uh, but mainly physical with Petrolison. That's the main thing. Max, do you feel like uh, the fact that he tends to go down easily is starting to uh, have a negative effect on the referees? And that they're, even when he actually does get fouled, they're kind of like, nah, get up regardless. You know, because I think one out of every five times he fell down, he was fouled.
1: That's, that's always yeah. inferred about every player who's subject to a lot of fouls, though, isn't it, Jerry? I think, mm. you know, Eden Hazard, Wilfred Zaha, you know, throughout, throughout hi- football history, you, you'll always have players who are hacked often, complain about it, and then, obviously, mm. the referee, whatever their judgment may be. But I don't, I don't think that was it. I don't think that's something that we should highlighted our, our reason for us being so lacklustre. I thought that looked... oh that oh definitely
0: not I mentioned it because I think Richard I think it was it was a targeted thing it seemed very clear we're gonna be physical with Charles oh, uh, of course you
1: know what I mean of course it would have been because I think this this, this fixture kind of had this weird fake fairy tale kind of, and all these narratives coming left, right and centre, it was like a, almost, you know, some sort of fake derby, like the way people are referring to it, oh, the Marco Silver derby, the Dad Cars derby, it was a good game of football, the two really good teams, I thought, you know, technically and physically, I don't think, well, I mean, I thought we were on a bit of an to trajectory, but following that Merseyside derby loss, I think we're, um, not panicking, but I think we've just mm. lost our way a little bit, Um in both technical and physical aspects, you know, two good teams. It was, you know, drama as it was in the fixture last season. Uh, disappointed to have missed the penalty. Shouldn't have happened. You know, we should have should be putting that away. Me, personally, I know you referred to it as a, a, te- a gain of two halves, but I thought we, we looked slack following our goal, really. I just think, when the, you know, obviously Richarlson started getting that goal against the former club, and it looked like Watford kind of drew some motivation from that. Um. Obviously, as you said, they come out with a lot more in our face and try to cause us problems. The substitutions were really, really weird. Um, and I know I'd probably complain if they were too defensive, but going gung-ho causes us to lose our shape, and if we're just going to take the same approach with launching balls into the box and you know trying to pump the ball into the position of maximum opportunity, that's not going to work, and... We should realise by by now it isn't going to work. Like the players that get the ball to feet, such as Luckman, Luckman's always a sensible substitution, I think, because you know he can create something out of nothing. Yeah. I think the more that you bring in the likes of Calvert Lewin and Tosin, on, and they don't they don't deliver, you think Oh, we're, we're going to have to start looking elsewhere for these these impact substitutions because you know bringing two of the forwards on it causes us to lose our shape. And as I said, Luca Dini needs deserves full credit for for getting us all to jail there.
0: Yeah. And and he played well before that as well. It's not one of those things where he had a crap game and all of a sudden he just completely nails that. I, I would have bet I would have bet money on Sigurdsson actually taking it too. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy thing. Um and it was it was funny, do you notice Richarlison acting like he wanted to take it? Do you yeah. see him lining up like he actually wanted it? And it's almost like it's like if Silva and Dean gave at all, he would have been the one shooting it. And I'm just like, thank God, thank God, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank God, it came to our senses. That was just, that was crazy. Um, I noticed something during this one that people are, you know, how we talked about how Liverpool, one of their pressing pressing triggers was Ghana getting the ball. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: This time, it seems like people are wanting to crowd Gomez, and it's almost like. They're wanting to crowd Gomez to make sure that he can't create anything. And it's almost like they're letting Ghana on the ball. It's almost like a reverse tactic to the other one. It's, it's interesting. And both of those revolve around Ghana not really being able to create much of an attack for us. I'm glad you mentioned this, actually.
2: I was going to bring this up about... They, they did not really thorough bit of homework on us because not only did they harass uh, Andre Gomez on the ball the same way we did to Jorginho when we went away to Chelsea and obviously as you've touched on they let Garner, let Garner have the ball because he can't pass so he can't damage it. They did it with a few different players. I mean, they clearly had um, identified Yerimina as potential free kick um, source and to be fair, he, sh- he should have went. He, you know he, There was a, a lot of times where he, he could have been booked that second time and Mm-hmm. And, he, and he wasn't, and um, you know, so physical with Richarlison, um, all over Andre Gomez when he got the ball, running, not trying to have a physical battle with um, with Mina because that's what he wants, have it run at him and try and mm-hmm. get him to mm-hmm. try and put him in a position where he's uncomfortable. They've done really a really thorough bit of research on us, and they nearly got a win
0: out of it. We were quite mm-hmm. not quite lucky to get something. Uh, did you feel that was a, a penalty? The one on Mina with success. Yeah. Or did you feel like that should have been a card, at least? Uh, it was definitely... Oh, the one where Mina... Uh, Second was- half.
2: Yeah, I, I did. I, I mean,
0: I-, I can't remember whether it was
2: in the box, and that's it. It's definitely a file. And it's definitely- it right on right on the border. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. That-, that, for me, is a file on, an- on a card. If that was the other way around, I'd be I'd be flipping tables and throwing babies in the air. And, uh, I- that- I- I- I'm not weeping too much for Watford, because, A, they- they're trying to... Drum up this um, this phony sort of grudge with us, and the so far beneath us. We don't care. Like the, the, historically, who the hell are they? And second of all, we've had a lot of refereeing decisions go against us this season. Like uh, the Arsenal goal that was offside, the mm. penalty like, at Old Trafford that wasn't a penalty, Martial's
0: dive. Yeah, we've had, was... had
2: loads to that. So when when we get away with it, it's like it's not okay. But you know, it, it, so we we've we it's not like we're getting it all the time. We we we've been. We're still in major credit for refereeing decisions this season was still few we're still due a few more.
0: Mm. You notice the teams that were pushing at the certain moments were the ones that got got a lot of good fortune. I would say the only good fortune that they had that or that we had when what when we weren't pushing hard was when Mina, you know, took down success. Uh in that yeah, that was the only one though uh yeah, and, and i got to be honest, on that, on that one, I, I saw it five times, and all the times I thought, mean, I've got the ball first, reached around him, got the ball first, and then got the man. Um, but then everyone, everyone said it was a foul, and then I start dy- doubting my own brain, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where I'm like, maybe I'm the problem, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's just me trying to be rational, I guess. Um, and if Terry disagrees, well, then I'm probably wrong. Uh, so, so, I but it's just such a this particular uh, you know we had some good fortune and they had some good fortune
3: mm.
0: you know it's just uh, it just kind of happens like that um, yeah the
2: on goal for we, a start how lucky do you want to be that we put a goal in the net for them like yeah we, we yeah. may have got away with a couple of them but the, the we, we gifted them a goal so and, and missed the penalty so okay.
0: they've had yeah, yeah. they've had a look themselves
2: so can't really complain
0: yeah, and but the the offside goal, I mean he was definitely offside. He definitely walked, you know, yeah. Walcott definitely touched the ball. Yeah, but it you, was but you play to, to the whistle.
1: I, you play to the whistle. You definitely mean, yeah, do. I mean that's you know <laughs> that's something I was continuously told throughout my youth. Mm-hmm. And when when you see it in, you know, the professional environment you just think, you know, play to the whistle, you can't just, you know, stop all of a sudden. Yeah. It was a great
0: finish by Richarlison too. Yeah, it was. Um but um can we talk about Coleman for a minute? Yeah. Um Max can I I, I, want, yeah. I guess I'll I'll leave with you on this. Go on. The um I not I don't really think the own goal is something to focus on here. I think that could happen to a lot of people. Mm. Um I guess it's the the second goal uh, that I don't think was entirely on Coleman. I think who, I who think was Walcott Philip and Keane? Gay had a ch- who was, was no, Keen was in f- Keen was in, in front of him.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, was in front of Coleman, but Walcott and Gay let the Corey just kind of run yeah. in between them, yeah. and didn't track back, and then Coleman, Coleman didn't check who is shoulder. shorter, yeah. yeah, didn't check his shor- shoulder, didn't try to body him off, wasn't really aware that
1: he was there. Hmm. It's just a, a variety of things going wrong, isn't it, really? The, um, it, It's yeah. weird, because there, there seems to be a trend of, of our, I mean, I don't know, the way players like to take the social media off the games and that, but... People are constantly referring to it as five crazy minutes, but one seconds all it takes to lose a game. You can't just say oh five crazy minutes. No, you need to be accountable for that. Um, Wofford probably were the better better team overall. With Coleman, I don't think he was having that bad of a game. Really, I mean I know the 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 own goals really unfortunate, but um, I Mm. thought he was bombing on a lot a lot more like his old self and looks like he's forged a bit more of a relationship with Walcott, who I also thought had a, had a decent game.
0: Yeah. Walcott is having some issue with in-product in lately. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to see some of these runs that Coleman's making down the side actually start resulting in some assists, actually start getting some more results the way, the way they used to. Um, I think it's not the worst co- game I've seen Coleman play at all. Um, I do th- I do think we need to be buying a, a new right back at least at the very least to compete with him. There are games where I feel like Coleman is good enough and he's doing fine but there are others where I'm sitting here thinking it'd be great to rest him. You realize we almost had to put in veins yesterday because Coleman got a little bit injured and the idea of, I mean we're back to last year having a, a a left-footed player potentially have to play right-back? Not that bad. It's not that bad, Jerry. Yeah, well, we're not bringing in Kuko. That's why it's not that bad. <laughs> but it's still it's still having possibly that same situation where right-back bombing forward, stopping, and then having to use his other foot to cross. Mm-hmm.
2: I, don't th- I think if Coleman got injured, it wouldn't be that bad. We've still got Kenny, uses his natural deputy. Holgate can play there. Even Zuma played there for Chelsea and was okay. It's not as good as... Having a natural right back, obviously, but uh, maybe
0: were they were they on the bench yesterday? I guess, I guess was. What
2: I, I, I was wondering. I saw Baines warming up when it looked like Coleman was yeah. off, but I would have put Suma because he's he's played right back before.
0: Hmm, that is an interesting point. He wouldn't be too good going forward if you needed a, a goal, though. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Weird. It's it's something that. We're, we're just going to have to... We're going to have a separate segment at some point about which positions we feel like we need to be purchasing in January and which ones can wait until summer. You know, right back is one of those that it's borderline.
1: You mm, know, it's gotten that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would agree, Max. I do think some of the, the, the Coleman hate is reactionary, and it's overblown because of the fact that, of the own goal. You know? Um... However, I do think he's not good enough when it comes to every game performance, consistency. And that's something we need to be able to have somebody who, to slot in who can who can not have us drop off. Mm-hmm. You know? All right. I feel like we've covered pretty much everything that I wanted to. Um, I was happy to get the point at the end. You know, I was smiling at the end you know what i mean it uh it reminded me of here in north carolina uh the other night i'm sitting there in bed and i hear a loud noise and the next morning i look outside my wife's like did you see our carport and we had had a foot of snow on top of the carport and the carport collapsed right awful thing to happen but guess what i had moved her car near the road. And so, 99.9% of the time, that car is underneath there, but it didn't get crushed. Okay? So, yes, we lost the carport, but the car's okay. So, that same, it's relief. So, I'm not as angry as I would have been. You know what I mean? Metaphor. I I I'm trying to spin a positive here, so. (laughs) I know it because we were not great. No, uh,
1: not great. Especially with Manchester City and Tottenham coming up, you like the fact that we've only got two points from that Liverpool game, the Newcastle Mm -hmm. game, and that Watford game. it's disappointing because you rarely thought that we would have got something out of them games.
2: Mm -hmm. um, Seven points, uh, and it could have very easily been seven points, but. It's a long season, people get to It really is too, They, they, they knee-jerk a little bit too much I mean, we've played The majority of the best teams Away from home, no, so I, I can't remember who it was, but I looked at our fixtures For January today, we could Win all four games in January And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. Everything's looking rosy again, but sure. It is disappointing, I don't want to minimise that it, It's just it, It's a massive wasted opportunity to make Some grounds on it, the top six, but I think it might might be a step too far this early, anyway. Yeah. But, Um, I mean, if you've only got, if if you're relying on um, 11 to 13 players, you're not going to make the top
0: six, anyway. Yeah, I'm not doom and gloom right now. I'm nowhere close to it. You know, I still say last year we lose that game. I think last year we would have lost that Newcastle game as well. I think the idea that we're managing to get points out of these games it is better than a loss it is i'm just not going to sit there and act like a, a draw is good enough in these circumstances it's not you know we, we should be doing better mm. we should be you know anyway but i do think we'll we'll continue to grow we'll be okay you know it's nice to be on the other end of a late winner you know or a late goal you know what i mean it's nice to be on the other end for yeah. a change so okay yeah, conflicted. Really conflicted after this one. Um, I'll tell you what, though. If we play the way we did yesterday, coming up against uh,
1: City... Mm. Not going to be pretty. Forget
0: it. No. no. And I don't think we'll play like that. I don't. But we'll see. All right, so I guess that's it for our Watford match reaction, everybody. Um, like I said before, it's a big meh. So guys, the uh, Watford match—weird feelings aside—I think we have a different kind of weird feelings uh, concerning the fact that we were actually awarded a penalty, and and Gary Mina drew it, which is crazy, <laughs> by the way. Mm. And and, uh, and then the man with ice in his veins uh, put one right down the middle. On the penalty, which I'm I'm just not a big believer in that. I feel like just in case, make make the keeper work. You know what I mean? I feel like it's almost overthinking it. Uh, pick a corner, go with it, whatever. You know, that's that just always worked for me. But I'm just some dude in America. Uh, so, guys, Gilfie's missed a couple now. Uh, Max, do we keep Gilfie on... Or do we have somebody else step in and keep in mind it's somebody that would need to already be on the field so well, we can't be like, Baines, come on down. I know,
1: yeah. Yeah, Leighton, like, come on for five minutes. Yes. on. Kind because of,
0: um, he's the one I want taking him. That's the crazy thing.
1: No, it, it goes back to the World Cup for me. But Was it against Nigeria where he hit the bar? That, um, oh, that did happen, that, yeah. Like, mm. from, from then on, I... Kind of had me doubts about him from the spot. I think his mm-hmm. run up's too short. I don't like it when playing. I agree with the run up, the short run
0: up. Like when he takes a normal run up, he makes it usually. This
1: short run up, yeah. I don't get it. And um, I don't know. But I always when it, when it comes to the penalties, I always refer my grand, my granddad. I don't know whether it's just from watching my granddad played forever, and at some point in his younger days, but I don't know whether That's it's from awesome. watching them or, or playing. Because I know he played with Dave Hickson. But he always talked to me about Roy Vernon, a, a player from way back. He played for Everton. He said he's the best penalty taker that he'd ever saw because he used to turn his back. He'd, he'd already have his, his bot, his corner in mind, and he'd just run at it and hit it in that corner. No no funny business about it. Yeah. Hit the corner, hit it hard. So from that approach, really, it's whoever can hit the ball as, possibly, as hard as they possibly can and as accurately as they possibly can from 12 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I'd I'd like to think it's just quite poetic, considering how chaotic the fixture was last season. Obviously, we had the drama with
3: yeah.
1: us scoring our league penalty and Watford missing theirs, so maybe it just might be some sort of um, I don't know, karma from that. But I, I, especially after you see after you see Luca Dean take a take a, pen, a free kick like that you want to see what he can do from 12 yards I mean we're we're quite a we're quite a weird club in that we've had an established penalty staker that isn't our centre forward you know we've always been heavily reliant on on, um, Baines and then obviously that he missed that one against Man United away I remember because it was there and then since then I think his comfort just kind of took a drop from it and then you had mm-hmm. the Morales into them where Morales took the ball off him against West Brom and uh, missed that and oh, I think Why are you reminding me of that? From then on I think we've just been kind of in a, a weird club in terms of taking our penalties um, I never really quite liked Lukaku taking them because I didn't like his run up the way he kind of stops, stutters and drags but um,
0: I agree yeah. Nukaku did my head in watching him take penalties the whole time I'm sitting there thinking he's somebody who just kind of looks clumsy he, he seems clumsy. I want someone with an assured that seems like they're on balance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 and, and Lukaku made me nervous every time. But you know what? I was right. My gut was right. He missed a lot. Mm. You know. You want someone who's just assured, who can who can complete a ten yard pass with comfort without having to think about it. You mm. know. And I felt like Gilfy's normally your guy. That's why this is this is messing with me. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Dean look at Dean is a good is a good call on the possibility. I've just never seen him take a penalty.
3: Mm.
0: For me, penalties are just
2: about it's all the mentality side of it. Every single professional Premier League player can strike a ball at certain parts of the net from twelve yards. It I've never looked at a penalty taker and thought it's because of his technique. He's really good at how he hits that twelve yard strike. They all the all the best penalty takers are just he just doesn't uh, struggle under pressure.
3: Mm. So
2: any uh, any one of our like better ball players. I mean, I'm not suggesting like a Gay should take the penalties, but if he got told to take a penalty in training, he could take a penalty. It's how do you do it in a crunch match? It's all about mentality. How do you win? how do you beat the goalkeeper? Because the pressure there's no pressure on the goalkeeper. It's a it's a freebie. If he doesn't get it, nobody blames him. Mm. Uh, so for me, you could you could look at Luca Dean. You could look at Andre Gomez. I think Walcott um, has taken them at Arsenal before. It is just about who can cope. And that's where I think we made Baines so good at them and it didn't let it affect him. He just mm. walked up and said, Right, you know, he's laid back, he's late in Baines, isn't he? He's not, he's not phased. So he just he, he didn't have an amazing sort of trick to his penalties or a, or a special technique or a way of hitting it. He just picked a side and hit it mm. hard and fast and then just stuck to it. Whereas. Gilfie now, uh, I think he will come off penalties, I think Silva was asked about that and he sort of said I'll take that decision rather than, and I think yeah. with, when, when managers get asked about penalty takers when they miss I think they, they give one of two answers, they say I'll make that decision or no he's our penalty taker d- yeah yeah. so, so if he's going to stay on them he uh, either t- have said so but only he'll know from training he c- it could be someone who surprises you uh, You know, it could be Bernard, you don't know, it could just be anyone who can master the mental side of it the sort of the pressure because rich Charlison would be a lot of people's choice just because he's a he's a good attacker not for me not for me he, he, he seems like the kind of player who, who he, he plays too much on a uh, on the coffee he, he's too he's too raw it'd bother him if he, if he missed it if he missed the penalty he'd, he'd he'd be finished for the whole game and if it was a big penalty he'd overthink it. Yeah. And just And on Lukaku Just what you said he, he didn't have the mentality He just Lukaku's penalties Were like his goals He, he would score If he were already 3-1 up mm. you, you, you knew like, There was never any doubt He was scoring that penalty But if you need him To score a goal Take you to an FA Cup
1: final say. Wembley <laughs> Yeah, yeah
2: he's, he, You know he's going to miss Because It's just not uh, It's just one of those things So Kylfi's coming off them It's got to be He's, he's Been given them And he's, he's He's, he's spewed it he's, he's not He's not Done well enough now He's, he's missed two In quick In, in This apart, First half of the season And It's just finding who, who the right guy is
1: Predicated on the, You know It being like All mental All, all mental it Surely gotta be Luca Dean You're planting a Free kick Top corner 96 minute. Mm-hmm. Surely that's gotta be Some indicator
0: Luca Dean Is on the list for me I think you're You're shot of andre gomez terry is also a a good a good shot Uh, the whole mentality aspect i think that's a bit i think it's it's mentality meets technique you know i want somebody i mean uh, mentality thing when i was in high school playing i i never missed a pk until the last one i ever took and it's the only one where i changed direction right before my run-up i decided i overthought it i thought oh this keeper has been talking to my club teammates. He'll know I always go this way, so he'll go that way. So I'll kick it the other way. And by doing that, I didn't refer to my technique at all. I just—I it was an awful kick. It was horrible, and it's because I overthought it. You know, I—I I, it was mentality entirely mentality because I'd proven with technique before, but that mentality. So it's just a matter of having both. Mm. You know, I agree about Richarlison. I don't think he's the guy to take penalties. I don't. You know, I don't know if if anyone. I think the the one that the the attacker, uh, I don't I don't know. Bernard I think was a good mention. I think Tosin wouldn't be bad at it either.
1: Um That's what he's on But list he's list not going to be
0: he's not going to be in that often.
2: Yeah. He <laughs> would be my first choice, but it- Behind Baines, obviously, but much like Baines, it's whether he's on the pitch. You need to look at that starting mm. lineup last night, which appears to be the starting lineup until we buy, mm. unless we buy any new players um, from that group. There's no obvious candidate, but it's it probably can't be Sigurdsson now. I mean, it might, maybe it'll go back to Sigurdsson if he comes often for a while. But at the minute, mm. he's he's he's. I think he's missed three of the last six. So that's a fifty percent ratio, which is not
3: not. I mm.
2: do take there I think.
0: It goes back to let's I think taking a little bit of pressure off of him is a good thing. It goes back to when we discussed him one time, the idea of him being one of our good players instead of the good player. You know what I mean? And the idea of just saying, you know what, we have some other people who can handle this. You just play. Just play your game, it'll be fine. We'll give it to Luca Dean, we'll give it to Andre Gomez, give it to Bernard. Those are my those are my three choices, by the way. Luca Dean and Gomez being my top two, just because they're uh, very good passers they're reliable and they strike the ball well you know i think dean is my top
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know um but both of them they have big club mentality they've been there you know mm-hmm. so might, that's what i would do it might be gomez
2: just because you know he, he, he could put it on a 50 pence piece he's just is accurate <laughs> that good so it might, <laughs> might probably be gomez because you could just tell him a
0: square inch of the goals, put it in, he go yeah there. Okay. Yeah, I mean I. Uh, he's he is my favorite player to watch that we have on our team right now, really, and I trust him. You know, um, I I think those are I think that that's what we're looking at in terms of penalty tickers, though mm. for sure. Um, anything else on penalties, guys?
1: I don't know. It's weird because you think it'd go back to the. Air. Smart days, you could have actually considered us a you know a team of decent penalty takers. But I don't know we are kind of back into the abyss now, aren't we? Of not having you know one solid candidate.
0: Well, I think we would have all said Sigurdsson is our guy. You know, I think we would have all said that. Um, but I think finding a way to take pressure off of him for now, we can do it. We got other people. Yeah. Why not? We're not in a position the way we were. Before And you know what, at the time, I think the team mentality at that time was not strong. I think there was some behind-the-scenes arguing back then, you know? Uh, having a team mentality of confidence, and you all believe in what you're doing, that's a big part of it, mm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think this will get solved. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm just glad it didn't cost... At least we got one point out of that, you know? Fortunate. I guess that's it for our Who Takes the Penalties segment. Luca Dean, Andre Gomez, one of those two guys. Let's do that. I'm good with that. So are there. So guys, uh, signings. Uh, Marcel Bronze, just this god amongst men. Has, uh, has, has brought us uh, players that can actually play football, that actually fit in with what a manager wants. It's nuts. And it wasn't like eight number tens. It's crazy sauce. So, guys, let's rate the signings. I feel like we've had a chance to see all of them. The only one we really haven't seen much of is uh, Jao Virginia, who, uh, <clears throat> undisclosed fee from Arsenal... Um, it's probably our number three keeper right now at the moment. So uh, let's just go ahead and say he's our seventh place signing because we haven't really been able to really assess him in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't played with the first team much like, at all. Uh, so let's think about the other six. Um, uh, I'm just going to say a signing and uh, each of us give a little comment and kind of rate them one through six okay? Uh, so, Bernard, free. What a bargain, all right? Bernard, uh, winger from Shakhtar Donetsk, Brazilian, uh, gives us some, some skill and poise out there, uh, has created a lot of chances for us. Um, what do you think about uh, Bernard as ranking against the other signings, Terry? Um, I'm going
2: to rate him at sixth, but I'm just going to do a quick disclaimer with that. None of the signings have been bad; all of them have been good in their own way. But um, he's come in; he actually surprised me. I was expecting a lot different from him because um, I didn't see much of before we signed him. I thought he'd be a bit of a luxury player, like you, you know, he, you give it to him and he'll do a few tricks and he'll. He'll, um, he'll have a little bit of flair but defensively he's not going to be all that but he's actually been quite the opposite. He's one of the most hard-working players of the new signings and he's forging sure. quite a you know decent little partnership down the left with um, with Luca Dean. Um, doesn't affect the game as much as he could do so far. Still obviously a long way to go. He's still adapting to a brand new league. He is obviously learning with a lot of new teammates as well. Uh, I'd like to see him contribute more he's he's got some really nice flicks and tricks like just against Watford he was you know pulling out the back heels and the through balls through to Dean but he's only I think only got like one assist maybe two at the most he's creating a lot of chances though so he's getting all the right positions it's just that killer final ball he's missed a couple of chances as well when he was in really good position um, to score uh, so I'd rate him as sixth but by no means that's not a Criticism. I just think he's not done as
1: well as some of the other players who've come in. Fair, Max. Yeah, I fully agree. I, I remember reading about Bernard before he joined, and something that really stuck with me is he plays. You know, the pass before the assist. Okay. Yeah. Seems seems to be one of those players, and. That's good. I don't know. He it just it doesn't seem he's not acclimatized to the league yet fully. I think that's you know it's quite evident from when he plays. It did. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't want to sound like one of these people who's like, oh, he, he's too small. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that will work in his favour, you know, as his, as his, as his experience develops. Um, but as Terry said, yeah, he hasn't really turned in in terms of stats, has he? So, in that regard, I suppose, yeah, he's got to be one of the lower ones. But still, I think he's a really good acquisition for a free, and I'm sure he'll come good in the future.
0: I have no arguments with you guys at all, I think. Every single thing you guys have said here about Bernard is accurate. Um, I think the way I'm ranking these is how important they are, how essential they are to the team's success, you know, and how much they cost. And, you know, I'm trying to factor in, and are they loans? Um, I'm very glad that he's ours, you know, but I think we could win games if he wasn't in. I still I still think we could win games. Mm-hmm. So he's not completely essential to our team's success. I give him a 6 in terms of 6th in the rankings. Um, Great signing, though. Really happy to have him. Um, I feel like this is when it gets interesting, gentlemen. Uh, Andre Gomez loaned from (coughs) Barca a 2.03 million million pound fee. Mm -hmm. Um. Was injured when we when he came in. Has finally begun to start playing, and he's just beautiful. So Max, how do you rank the beard?
1: Three and both. Any he? he's right. I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm, I rank him as second because I know I know who I'm gonna say for me first. I don't know whether it's just because I like being a bit edgy, but I'm gonna go for second. Like. You watch us last season, the amount, like how easy it was to break through our midfield was just ludicrous at times. And the poise and the composure that he brings when he's got the ball, when he hasn't got the ball, as as Terry said in the last video, like as soon as he picks up this ball, you know, people are crowding him out and scared of what he's going to do. Um, He just took to the league like a duck to water. Physically, technically, he just seemed really capable, and it's got to be turned into a permanent.
2: Terry? Can't disagree with anything there. Max has said there, apart from where I place him at, at number three. And that comes under the disclaimer. If we had signed him permanently, he'd be number one. Because he absolutely... You just stole my words, Terry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's fine. It means we agree. It
0: means I'm not totally crazy. So, that's <laughs> Sooner or later,
2: we'll let you go first.
0: Um, No, 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 I prefer you guys.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he'd be number one if he'd been permanent because he absolutely runs every single game that he plays in. I think the ceiling for this player is higher than any player we've bought since Lukaku. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think if we sign him permanently, he has the potential to be the best player outside the top six easily. He's that good. He is. Movement with the ball whenever he's under pressure, he can just shift his body and switch onto the other foot. Which yeah. a lot of players don't, uh, he does that an awful lot where he gets crowded by like two players on his right it's hand so side. So nice to watch. He shimmies his body, shifts it onto his left foot with his weight, shifts his weight to his left, and then just puts an inch perfect pass with his weaker foot out of the wing. It's just like he's impossible to sort of harass off the ball because he, he doesn't favor any particular any particular side or like methodology he's he's such a good player it's just crucial that we sign him and and that's the reason he's not the number 1 because he also comes with the anxiety of can we keep him is he going to play so well that someone else will will notice yeah. and come in and cos us for this uh, for this player and come in and offer champions league football or or something like that so Absolutely outstanding player. I, I was worried when we signed him because obviously he hadn't uh, you know played well at Barcelona. He'd, he'd had his problems there. And there's always a risk when you sign players from um, leagues like La Liga to the Premier League because the physicality can sometimes be too much for the players. Look at Sandro. He played OK in, in La Liga and he, he just couldn't take to this league. Whereas yeah. Andre Gomez looks like he's more of a Premier League player than a La Liga player. He's mm. physically... Up to, the, up to the league, which, is, yeah. which was a big surprise. So, yeah, can't say enough nice things about Andre Gomez and that beard. Uh-huh.
0: So uh, similar thoughts to Terry. Uh, uh, he would be first on mine, but I'm taking the impact of him only being alone. I'm kind of taking it uh, out on him a little bit more. I've got him down as the fourth best signing only because he is not permanent. That's literally the only reason. I have no other reason not to rank him higher. I think he's one of the most important players on the field, and it was definitely a position of need. Um, I just really, I'm so worried about not getting him uh, on a permanent. Um, but yeah, so I've got him down as fourth. Uh, but he's like my he's my favorite player to watch for Everton right now. Let's go to our uh, our another loan signing, Kerszuma. He's on loan from Chelsea. Do you guys know the the loan fee was like seven point one one million for Zuma? That, that's a big loan fee. At least that's what it said uh, when I checked online. Um,
1: and the internet's always right.
0: Yeah, always believe the internet. Uh, no, it's uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the 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 website. Now it's one of those go to. It's not Wikipedia, but it's another one of those that, mm-hmm. but it's not. Driven by supporters, you know what I mean? Like, this is something somebody actually inputted. Yeah. So transfer, transfer markets, is it? Really? That's exactly yeah. it. Oh, yeah. That's exactly transfer market. I'm, I'm, I can't believe I brain farted on that. I look at that website all the time. Uh, but yeah. What,
2: is that loan fees now? The prices have gone so high that you loan loaning players for $7 million? <laughs> there used to be a record signing for us when <laughs> I was supporting Evans.
0: Yeah. If that's correct, that's, that's really high. So, um, anyway. Uh, whose turn is it to go next? Is it I believe it's Terry's? I think it's mine, yeah. What do you think? What do you rank? Kurt Zuma. Um Right, so I've had uh Bernard
2: at six, I've had mm-hmm. Andre Gomez at three, so I think I'm gonna go with Zuma as who else is there? going to go with Zuma as 5 which again, much like Bernard seems quite harsh but not a single one of these 6 have been bad signs they've all been solid additions um, he loses points for only being alone if we'd have signed him um, given that how good he could be and the, how high a ceiling of potential is he, he's a solid player, it's, it's re- he's really unlucky not to be in the team, right now he only came out just because of <clears throat> the he had to, because because mm-hmm. Chelsea, because he couldn't play against his parent club, and Yeri Mina did such a good job in his absence that he retained his place. I hope we sign a Kurt Zuma, I think, but between Mina, Keane, and Zuma, we've got a solid group of centre backs there mm-hmm. for quite a few years. Who can get better? Great athlete. Um, really, he's. he's needs a little bit of work on it on the ball but he's never been he wasn't missold he was never portrayed as a ball playing centre half he's not but he's he's a really good player he's just he's just lower down the list than Yerimina because I don't think he's done any worse than Yerimina but he loses out just on the fact that Yerimina's officially our player and yeah. um, Zuma isn't yet at this point so yeah I'd rate him at 5th
1: Max Likewise, I'd go for fifth myself. Um, I think his value is going to, you know, it's going to reveal itself a lot more. I think Keen and Mina struggled against pace, and that Watford game, and I feel like it might be a way where Zuma starts seeping into the team a little bit more. Um, I do like him. I think he's a fantastic athlete, and it's. I think I, don't, I think it was the Huddersfield game really impressed me. The way he was just. The way he was breaking the lines almost at will when he decides to push out from from the back, and yeah. that's something I really like seeing from a centre half. Um, he's a weird one, obviously, because you've got you've got Mina as this sort of you know Colombian World Cup hero or Marquise signing. Obviously, by by circumstance, Zuma couldn't play against Chelsea, and Mina's kind of come in and you know made a stronghold and claimed that that claimed that spot in the side then. Not much else Zuma can do really, except wait his turn. Um, as I said, yeah. I do feel like that may come sooner than later. Now that you know, we kind of got revealed the key and the mean. don't do too well up against so much pace. But um, yeah, similar to Teddy, I would put him fifth because you know players of the both signings have been great, but there's just others who are holding higher esteem.
0: Yeah, I got him in fifth. Um, I think Gomez is more essential to the team. Uh, which is why I've got Gomez rated ahead of him, uh, but both of them are loans, uh, and I feel like Gomez is the more valuable loan, and Gomez cost less in terms of loan fee. <clears throat> so uh, I, I agree that Zuma is uh, equally valuable in terms of Mina, uh, but just the fact that Mina's we bought him, you know, that's that's it. And that's really all that enters into it for me. I think both of them are good center backs, and I trust both of them. How nice. We have three center backs right now that we trust. Mm. It wasn't always like that. For a little while there, we had zero. <laughs> so, yeah. The kind of De La Feu doppelganger, Luca Dean, uh, Terry posted that Spider Man. <laughs> me but then facing each other pointing and I was just like, oh, that's so good because it's just when you look at them without, without, without smiling, if they just look very serious, you know because I feel like their smiles are different. Mm. they look similar. They, mm. they do. so it's just trust me out. So uh, Luca Dean though, 18.18 million according to transfer market uh, was the fee uh, upfront anyway. Uh, Max, where do you rank Luca Dean? Mister Edgy? Top.
1: Top. Top. Suave, tattooed Frenchman at left back who looks like he's been <laughs> there for years. He is absolutely fantastic. I love him. Like that, that free kick aside, like he's just been absolutely fantastic. I mean that, like coming in at left back. I mean, Baines is not a legend, but he's you know he's got some iconography around and down mm-hmm. down these ends and to 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 adapt to that position so smoothly and so you know effortlessly he, he's obviously you know he, his relationships in the team are, are evidently starting to improve you know he's forging a relationship with Bernard down that left you see him up and down a lot sometimes he gets caught out defensively but you can let that slide because the way our our full backs bomb on so much and I think that's something that Evertonians like seeing he gets the club he loves the fans the fans mm. love him right back Um. He's just fantastic, isn't he? Top for me.
0: Yeah. Terry, what do you got him?
2: A very, very, very close number two. I was very conflicted about whether to put him on top. Um, everything that Max said just echo that. The relationship he's got with the other players, the relationship he's got with the supporters already. I absolutely love Luca Dean. I think he's one of the better buyers we've made um, post-David Moyes. Um just On top of everything, Max said, it was the first job in this squad uh, for, for the new director of football in the summer, Marcel Brands. Was we need to buy a left back last season? We had an absolute disaster where our only recognized left back, who was 32 33 years old, was tr- being made to play two games a week. Not only was it just crucial just to buy another left back in general because we were light in that position, we also needed to get. The right left back, because Leighton Baines is winding down his career now, and Luca Dean seems like he's just the he's the man to take over that mantle. Leighton Baines had such a long and sort of just intimate um, career and relationship with the club that it was always going to be a very difficult task to replace him. When I mean, we got linked with a lot of yeah. players in the summer, we got linked with Marvin Plattenhart, Kieran Tierney good players but Luca Dean has come in and he's just made that left hand side his own the, who, who plays in front of him is still up for debate because there's Bernard there's Richarlison it, even and um, Bernard um, excuse me Luca Dean is not up for debate even though he's got a really strong understudy nobody even contemplates him yeah. so he's, he's a very very close number two for me I think I think he's great to love him I think he's been one of our better buys. number one for
0: me I just, I have difficulty seeing us win matches if he's not in. You know what I mean? I just feel like it's a, uh, I, like, I think Baines could come in and maybe fill in for a little bit. But I just, Baines is not obviously not the player he was before. Uh, He's just essential. Yeah. Look at him as essential to this season, and that's why he's number one for me. And the cost was uh, again a bargain. I mean, uh, you know, four years ago, that's a fortune, but but now it's like the market is like you know paying less than twenty for a starting left back who's creating a ridiculous amount of chances and also stout defensively. That's fantastic, yeah. You know, so yeah, he's he's number one for me. Uh, there was another player who was who was a close second though, and we'll get there. All right, Mina. All right, we bought him for twenty-seven point two three million. Uh, he's actually gotten to play some, so it's we can judge him fairly now. Uh, Terry, where you got where you got Big Yeri? I've got
2: Big Yerence at um, number four. He's um, a. <laughs> He's done, he's done a lot better than I thought he would not that I thought he wouldn't do well I just I worried that he'd struggle to adapt this league more than the other players because of well we, we saw him play internationally and and he he, he likes a foul he, he loves he loves to like wrestle with the other players and you know really have a, a run and battle with his uh, the man he's marking and I thought he'd get penalised a lot in this league for that and he still might I'm not ruling that out he's you know he's skating on his luck a little bit in some games but it hasn't been as much of an issue so far as it, I thought it would be so he's just above Kurt Zuma. I don't think I think him and Zuma have done about as well as each other in terms of how strong they've been defensively it obviously, as I said in the Zoomer, points uh, it because he's our player, but he is clearly a major building block of this new team. He's been brought in. He's chased all summer, and I just I think there's more to come from him. I think we will see goals from him because he's a good threat in the air. I think he's been unlucky not to get it a few times. Obviously, he's not he's not he's not gone unnoticed by the opposition teams. They're obviously very heavily. Uh, marking him when he's on Mm -hmm. set pieces because they know that he can be dangerous because the whole country saw him do it against England Um, very good player um, along I think the left-hand side of our defence was replaced in the summer and I think the two of them are great buys Mina and Dean next to each other our two permanent Barcelona buys
0: good player Maximiliano what do you
1: got? 4th, myself I, I rate him very highly. I was, he was probably the one when we brought him in. He was the one that I was most excited about. He, you know, he, he's like, he's a very marketable player. You know, he, as I said earlier, he, he, seen, he has this all this love that comes from Colombia. Obviously, he scored those goals at the World Cup, and, and you had, you know, is he going to Lyon? Is he going to Manchester United? No, he's going to Everton. Come to Everton, um, and you know the. The doubts that we had, they exist. It's not like they don't exist. But You know, you're out in your mouth sometimes. Particularly, you know, if we're playing off in the back, a bit too risky and he looks a bit too clumsy with his feet. And, you know, that point that Terry brings up, he just loves a grapple, doesn't he? Loves being hands-on, which you can't get away with in this league. But, you know, I'm sure as time goes by, he, you know, he'll pick it up and he'll learn and he'll, he'll, he'll develop both technically and physically to the Premier League. And, He's going to be a real, you know, he's in he's in the core of this team, isn't he? I think we're going to, you know, I think he's going to be one of the, you know, ideally he's he's the the name on the team sheet, isn't he? In terms of centre half, and with the, you know, with Michael Ge- Michael Keane coming good, it's 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 them two at the moment. But um, yeah, fourth for me.
0: He's in the third spot for me. Uh, <laughs> big Yerins. I, I'm sorry. I'm just hmm. ripping that and using it. Uh, it's yoink. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's our player, which is why I've got him above above Gomez. We've technically purchased him, and he is is a starter. Um, I also, I, I'm not as bothered by his. Uh, tendency to, as you said, loves a grapple. I think that's the best description of it. He does love a grapple. That's exactly what it is. His, I, f- I feel like the majority of his fouls are up top. You know, he's he's really really wrestling yeah. with players, which I think I do think you can get away with more in the Premier League than you could in Spain. You know, than you could in well anywhere. It's the most physical league in the world. So uh, I think he
1: actually. Fits in. Reminds yeah. me of Fellaini. I remember when Fellaini first first joined, and he was kind of flails about with his arms and his elbows. But uh, yeah, I'm he just, still does but, that, uh, man. Oh my gosh,
0: yeah. Fellaini's just like, oh, that's your hair. You're mm. coming here, you know? It's <laughs> mm. comparison. That that
2: is a great comparison. That Maxi is very like in, in sort of that mold of player. He's very a Fellaini type player. Like, he's crucial to the team and has a massive impact on the games he plays, but it's not always good because
0: yeah. <laughs> like, he's so close to the wire. Uh, yeah, I I like him a lot. Um, I was really excited about it, and I got less excited when I knew that we had brought in Kurt Zuma as well because I just knew we needed a center back, period, at least one. And lo and behold, we brought in two. That was fantastic. Yeah. But it took a little bit of the pressure off each other. You know, I think if if we only bring in one of the two of those then I think the one that we brought in would have been higher rated on the list. That means they would have been more important to the team because we wouldn't have to rely on the other one. So, um, yeah. I gets three for me, and we finish with uh, uh, doing a pigeon dance here. Um, Max, it is your your turn to go first this time, I believe?
1: Yeah, I believe by default he'd be second. Yeah. Is it second? I can't remember the other. You got him in at second, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on a little side nose, I'm glad he's got the 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 crowd singing an oasis chant because you i know, that's a pretty cool chant mm-hmm. Um he, he he surprised me he, as usual. You know, I had my doubts about when he first came in because you know uh, you look at the likes of that Herving Lozano in the World Cup today, you look at the links to brands as to PSV, you think, Oh, that may be an obvious buy to sort out our situation on the wing. Um obviously put faith in. And Silva's judgment bringing in his protege, so to speak, um, and it's paid off by all accounts. They, you know, eight league goals scored more than garden and Anthony Martial, so it's be you shown. Know, speaks volumes of just how important he is in terms of us grabbing goals. Um, there's the position conundrum, which I still don't think we've concluded yet, but I'm sure we'll figure that out at some point over the. You know, I think that may be an indefinite length of time. We'll have to figure that out, you know, unless we bring in a proper number nine to get him out on the left. But um, yeah, he surprised me. I've got to, I've got to hold my hands up. Physically, technically, he looks like he's grown, and it's a, you know it's a pleasure to see him doing in a blue shirt.
0: Terry, where do you have
2: Richard's <laughs> He's my number one. Um, ran very close by Luca Dean, as I said um, before, but he's just, he's such a good buy, he's, he's easily, for me, our best attacking player, Um, he's the one who, who, he's got that, that little something extra, that the others don't have, he's the one who, who can really, when he's on it, can really punish the opposition, they, they even at their best, Walcott, Bernard, even Sigurdsson, they, they don't, do the things that Richarlison can do, he's scored a goal so far, which is a, does that make him our top scorer, I think it does, he's, he's only going to get better. He's still learning, he's still very young, there's some things he needs to iron out in his game, he's a little bit too emotional, you know, he's been sent off for reacting so far, he's, he's obviously learning where, you know, where his best position is on the pitch, but he's just got the physicality and the skill to be as good as he wants to be. He is one of those players who has the ability to be a top Champions League level player and we're we've done really well to get him. I know a lot of us made of his price tag, even though, A, the price tag wasn't reported accurately, and B, it seems to only be a problem when we buy players for large fees, not other clubs. But, he's he's such an X-factor type player. Um, He's been, he's been getting compared to Ronaldo, um, and that's for a reason. That's because, at a similar age, Ronaldo looked like Richarlison does now, obviously, minus the, Five thousand step overs but it was that sort of raw talent that you could see. Now, not every player who's got that raw talent develops into the, into a top player, but <clears throat> he's got every chance to. And we've, we've we've done really well to get him. I think I think the only reason we've got him is by virtue of the manager being so close to him. So he's the player I think we should build around the most because he's going to be a, a superstar if he if he wants to be. Uh,
0: I think. Um when he's leaving the leaving the line playing at that center forward position I'm not sure if I completely trust his hold up play I think when in a league where center backs are kind of allowed to go through you to win the ball which they are often uh Richarlison gets exposed a little bit with that because he is uh he does he does fall a lot mm. you know I I I think he just he goes flying um so I I I hesitate, but I Regardless, I—it's I, hard to argue with eight goals. He is our most potent attacker. He's our most clinical finisher right now. He's—he's um, he's dangerous in our attack, mm. and I don't care where you put him. He's a threat to score. Uh, the reason I've got him at two instead of one is that I think we could maybe still win games if he wasn't in the lineup. Yeah, that's my only reasoning. Uh, I think paying $35.28 million for him up front is actually pretty good considering what his end-of-season tally's going to be. You know, eight already. And I think uh, we are going to continue to grow and figure out where he plays best. There's just going to be times, I think, where we're going to look at him and say, gosh, he's so strong on the left. And then we're going to play him up front and it's going to make our attack so quick and we're going to say... Man, he should really be there all the time, shouldn't he? You know, I just think maybe that's the way it's going to be this season yeah. until we start getting more attacking players who can play that center mid, uh, that center uh, forward position. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, the thing that surprised me about Richarlison, I wasn't as surprised with with his ability to finish, uh, his strength. I was more surprised just by his the, the fact that he's fun. He's just his is his enthusiasm is infectious. Mm. The whole team wants to be around him. Yeah, you know he's he's just one of those things that it's just when he's good mooded, it's like everybody's good mooded. You know, um and, and the fact that he's helping us make a make us a worldwide brand. Exactly. You know the way we should be. You know, I, Max, go t- ahead, Terry. Max touched on
2: it before about Mina. Um, I think Richarlison is the same. He's a big part of this core of the team. Like a lot of a, uh, mm. a lot of the sort of team chemistry and spirit comes from us from certain players, and I think he's one of them to mm. get, get under. It's very underappreciated because but we shouldn't underappreciate it because we saw what happened last season when we had a complete absence of that. Yeah, but there was no sort of team spirit and no togetherness in the squad, and now we've got it, and you see the difference it can make. And yeah. he's a big that the a lot of the um, Portuguese-speaking players are are all, are all like sticking together, but they're not like a, if you believe what you read, they're not forming like a like a clique. They're sort of inter- integrate themselves in the squads as a whole yeah. and sort of making it a stronger group, and it's paying dividends on the pitch for the most part.
0: Plus, he's taking English lessons too. Mm. You know, just that's somebody who. Is wanting to be a part of it. Mm. It's, got, it's, I mean, you know? much
2: like with Luca Team, we've touched on the, um, the relationship he had with the supporters. Richarlison, he was the, very the first um, one To come in and go, yeah, I, these supporters are a big reason why I'm here, and you know he's giving away shirts. I'm
1: sport. here. Yeah. <laughs> was the
2: club like thousands in shirts already? But um, know. It yeah. can't be discounted <laughs> if, it, if it gives you the
0: X factor in, the, in this. Um, who's number one? Every little yeah. bit helps. Yeah, and you got Neymar sitting there doing his pigeon dance, yeah. just copying him, you know, just because they're, they're friends. I'm sorry, I just think that's cool, just saying. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so that's our ranking of the signings. We did not agree on, uh, you know, every once in a while that happens. <laughs> we, we have a difference of opinion. But I think uh, we kind of agree with each other's reasonings for why we ranked, which, which is nice, you know. At no point did they sit there and point at their screen and say, Jerry, you're an idiot. They do that off camera. Um, So, guys, I guess that's it for our uh, rate the signings. Uh, Yeah, Marcel, just saying, keep it up, man. Just keep it up. Don't get cocky. Just do your job. You're rocking it. Please. Sorry, that was just a joy to rate those. (laughs) Just so good. Let's talk. Let's talk. City preview, guys. Right now they're second in the table. That's all I'll say. Um, they got a win yesterday, Champions League, and before that they lost. I'm glad they got that win out of their system, though, because uh, I was worried after losing to Chelsea we were going to catch them on the bounce. Still went And that would eyes. be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless, they won. <laughs> so now they've got a little. They're not as angry as they were. I'm hoping. Um, so before that, they lost to Chelsea. Um, I didn't expect it, but you know it happens. Uh, right now, they've, uh, De Bruyne is still hurt. Um, Mindy, David Silva, these are players there that, that are out. Aguero probably not going to play. And there's a few players like Stones where it's iffy. He'll probably play, but he definitely is carrying some injury concerns. Hey everybody, Jerry here with uh, an update uh, as far as injuries go. Um, Press conferences were today. Apparently Aguero and De Bruyne both trained for City today without problems, so they could be available for uh, our match with them. Anyway, uh, there's your update. Back to the show. Sorry about that. So, um, Terry, how are you feeling about about playing uh, playing Pep, even though they're, we are facing them with some injuries.
2: I'm I'm pretty calm to be honest. I mean, yeah, I think well, everyone except that other team who were in first that you mentioned. And um, everyone else, when they play Man City now, it's just a free it free game. There's there's no harder game this season than Man City away. So all the players need to do is just go right. Well, there's a a lot of players missing, doesn't usually seem to mm-hmm. bother the city. They could probably do well in this league with their uh, under-23s, but <laughs> yeah, see how we get on. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. reason to there's no reason to stress over it. I mean, it's still early in the season. It won't massively impact, you know, what we want to do mm-hmm. overall. Um, we won't be the only team to lose them if we do, and as you say, just between us and a few of a thousand of our friends on YouTube, Um I sort of feel like we, I feel like we've got Everton this week, not we've got City. Because yeah, if they beat us, it's not that big of a deal, is it? Considering, considering, you know, this is the one game, yeah. one game you'll probably get where I'm like, mm. Mm. but now on, um, this is a good game to mm. say to the players, say, listen, those other games, they're gone. You, you know we've, we've had some Disappointing results The last three games You will never get A less A lower pressure Match than this one Just go out And play your football See how you get on We've we've Done well Against City Historically Even after they've Been taken over We have beaten Pep's Man City 4-0 Last mm-hmm. season The all-conquering Man City We were one of the Very few teams To take points off Them early in the season I wouldn't like to see A performance like that Again because God that was It was hard to watch <laughs> We were uh, yeah, back against the wall. But we, we are one of the teams who Man City turn up to play, and they go, "Okay, it's Everton game fee." <laughs> um, we we what we are ha- not one of the teams that they take us granted to be, to put it that way. So, mm-hmm. see so
0: yeah,
2: how we go. Get on,
0: um, Max. I checked our away record this season. It's not fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and and city's home record is 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 pretty sound in terms of goals allowed, goals scored, all that. Which again, this is I feel like this is to be expected from a strong team. Whatever. Um, do you actually think though, because we've had two straight matches at home where it was a little bit underwhelming in terms of our performance and our result, that maybe going. You know, Terry mentioned it's a low-pressure game. I actually think it's less pressure going to the Etihad rather than going back to Goodison after those two back-to-back disappointing performances. What do you think, Max?
1: Um, arguably, yeah, you could you could put that case forward. Um, coming off the back of a Champions League game, though, obviously, and we mentioned that two-one win against Tottenham, they haven't been perfect by any measure at home in the Champions League. So, you know, fingers crossed. Coming into this game, that they you know they might have a bit of a hangover in that sense, but mm. it's Manchester City, isn't it? In, in my opinion, the best Premier League side I've ever seen. I'm a Pep Guardiola fanboy. I grew up watching his teams and absolutely idolising the way he played football. And I think he's implemented that philosophy absolutely perfectly into this group of superstars, isn't it? Really, you know, you never quite know what eleven they're going to field, but either way, every man's pretty much going to be world class. Um, as Terry said our record and, and you know particularly for me growing up our record is always is very solid against Manchester City um, obviously that comes more from the David Moyes era so it's a completely mm-hmm. different group of players but as mentioned and even that 4-0 win against Guardiola that was a arguably a different group of players too but I think this of you know the the uh, the Brazilian contingent you know the the South Americans the you know Andre Gomez I don't know I just I feel like they're, they're be very well equipped to face a Pep Guardiola side. I think you know a lot of them. A lot of them are obviously schooled in the, uh, the Barcelona philosophy. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them are very capable footballers, and you know mm-hmm. with our last few performances against the big the big six away for home moment, in any indicator we should be giving Manchester City a really good game here. And um, fingers crossed, will we'll get something from the game.
2: That's a really good point, sorry, Jerry. The um, South American players, the big name players we brought in, they want to play these games. These, this is why they're here. They, they haven't come to play Watford at home. The likes of um, even like Luca Dean and the clubs he's played for, Yerry Mina, Richarlison, Bernard, they all want to play these. These are the games they they look forward to. We as supporters look forward to the sort of lesser games because they're more likely to be get the wins in as so, well. So I suppose, but. Um, but yeah that's a great point that max these this might be the game where you see the best out of some players because these are the games they, they dream of when they arrive
0: in the Premier League mm.
3: um
0: in order for your team in order for a club to start making a dent and making a mark on the world, these are the matches that people notice of course these are the these are the ones and I joked earlier about not wanting to play it. I, I'm, I want to play this. Yeah, well, I th- we show up and we get it. We get a good result. We've seen it. All of a sudden, everybody's like, "Oh, we have to look at them now."
1: We've seen the crack in their armor, haven't we? Lately, as of late, you know, we mentioned that Chelsea game where, mm-hmm. as long as you're not penned into your own half by them, and you, you know, you have efficient spells in attacking positions, you, you can hurt them. You look at that Watford game as well. The you know. The, the last few minutes of that Watford game where Watford got that goal and shook them up you know with it it's not the impossible task as it was last season i think you know our standards have improved drastically they are still obviously in you know they're still the best team in england i know they're not top at the minute but so. they are they're still be, they're still the best team in england um we are on the up i think most definitely despite our last couple of results yeah. fingers fingers crossed this isn't uh, you know, a catastrophic 5 0 loss that you know plunges us down even more. Well, I, I, you know, I've got confidence and faith in this group of players that they they believe this is a game where they can make a statement.
0: Yeah, and, and I don't know, guys. Uh, I I know some people are legitimately. Uh, ju- I don't I don't know how serious they are, but they're mentioning about you know if we you know if we lose, then it's better. It's worse for the you know the reds um I, 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 can't, I don't I just can't think like that. You know what I mean? For me, it's like they have plenty of time to choke. You know what I mean? Plenty of time. you know us us beating city is not I, I, you know. I'm worried. I'm worried about us continuing improvement and going out there to actually get a win, to get three points. That's what we've been doing this season. We go against bigger teams, and we're genuinely saying, "Yeah, you're good," and we're going to try to beat you. Instead of, "Oh my God, let's change our formation let let's change everything and just try to make sure we just block all their shots and clog their passing lanes." Yeah, we are not doing that
1: anymore. We've still got to respect this side, though. We, you know, I don't fade. Not a game we can go gung ho. I think we've, we're gonna we're, we'll have to do a few man marking jobs.
0: You know what we did against Chelsea though? The little tweak that we made against Chelsea—it was not significant. It was very small. We kept our game plan, but we didn't do an enormous formation shift. It was very subtle, and that took Jorginho out of the game. Mm. So I think it'll be subtle changes like that. Yeah, <clears throat> so, um, yeah it's.
2: I mean. Quick disclaimer: I know I said that at the beginning. I actually don't want to lose this, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I didn't
0: think you did.
2: <laughs> just jumping off what you said then as well. Remember the way we've played against the the, the top six teams when we've gone away this season. It's only after after um, this weekend's game. It's only um, Tottenham we need to go away to. We've been really unlucky in pretty much all the ones so far. We've played really well at Arsenal and they got an offside goal at a crucial moment. Played really well at Man United but they got a penalty they shouldn't have got. We um, got a draw at Chelsea, played really well and we should have got a draw against Liverpool but we're just in, touched by a curse that we've got on us uh, playing at an Anfield. <laughs> Every single one of those games we could have had a draw or even better in some cases. Wouldn't it be just, like, just peak Everton to go away to the best team in the country and actually actually get the rubber the green and have it come off and beat them.
3: Yeah, I mean no, no. they are
2: a fantastic team but we've gone against other fantastic teams and made them made them work really hard and in a lot of cases they needed bailing out by either poor referees or mm-hmm. the football and gods in the most recent case.
0: Yeah I will say City are a team I, I respect. Alright, I have a lot of respect for them in <clears throat> terms of the way they play. I really like I've gotten to the point before with Pep I was kind of indifferent. I was like, Yeah, he's a good coach, whatever. The more that I I, I watched that entire all or nothing series and I was totally brainwashed by it because he just seems he just seems awesome. <laughs> you know, he's the best he manager seems all great. time. best, man, best he manager just... of
1: all time and um, Man City give me an education, so in that sense I've got to respect him.
0: Like it's with 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 him. It's I don't fully always because he's so like hyper, you know. It's like I don't fully always understand where he where he's trying to go with what he's saying. And those in the when you see him like actually giving instruction on the field, I'm trying to understand where he's going with it, But he's like so hyper and he's speaking like his own language to his players who understand him now. That is just I don't know. I, I I genuinely I smile every time I hear an inter- interview with him. And when they asked him about, was it Chavi? Was it who was it who said that working with Donnie him Alves. was, was Donny Alves? Yes, that was better than sex. <laughs> I know what you And doing. then Pep does <laughs> that long pause. I prefer the sex. <laughs> <laughs> by far. <laughs> I, by far. <laughs> oh, that was good I was just sitting there sign. thinking, how could we tempt him before the game? We're like, hey Pap, there's this little dressing room right over here. It's <laughs> if you just like a free sex sign, go in here, stay there. <laughs> uh, you know what though? His 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 players are probably so well instructed though it wouldn't even matter.
1: Oh uh, he developed just something about him. He, he he has this ability within him to develop play it so well, it's unbelievable. Just look at Raheem Sterling. Like, mm-hmm. the, the leaps Raheem's there, and just talking Huge. his technical ability, his physical ability, all oh, since Pep Guardiola's arrived at the club. Mm-hmm. It, it's literally incredible.
0: Um, probably going to be uh, Ed- Ederson and goal. Uh, Walker, Stones, i Laporte, uh Laporte. Uh, Delph possibly playing left-back um, because Mindy is out, I believe. Uh, Bernardo Silva. Uh, Fernandinho, Ilke Gundion, Sterling, Gabriel Jesus, <coughs> Sané. I mean, they've got really good players are out. But this looks like a team, you know what I mean? That lo- this looks like a team that could easily still win the league, mm. you know, with these players. Um, you know, people you got to look out for. I mean, obviously, Sané, Sterling, and Jesus up front. Bernardo Silva is just a really intelligent player. Gundo, Gundo and,
1: one. One. Yeah. Give him some credit, please. He deserves it.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? I don't see him scoring lots of goals. <laughs> no, he's a he's a player that I think a lot of people because he's he plays that position that gets does not get a lot of as much respect. It's like you have to have watched a lot of football. Mm. So- you know? Um and I think Walker up the flank is is Difficult to contain. He does have some speed and some strength. Um, mm-hmm. They're just solid all the way around. And uh, yeah, let's. I, I. This is one of those moments though where we have a good manager now, and he usually comes up with good game plans, puts us in a position. If our guys can actually execute, that's the question. Will we execute? So. We'll talk a little bit uh, about the, the man, our starting 11 versus City uh, in the next segment. So stay tuned for that. Anything else about the City preview, though? No, I
1: didn't get
0: on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, no, we have to give predictions. Damn, guys.
3: Oh,
0: fucking hell. <laughs> I think maybe psychologically I was avoiding this sort of psycho- subconsciously, just trying to skate mm-hmm. past it. Uh, how brave are we on this segment? Uh, Max, oh. let's hear your prediction. Uh,
1: I think I'm going, so I'd love to pick us to win. I'm going to say two all. Two all. Yeah.
0: All right. Terry, mm, I'm going to go for a
2: very optimistic one all.
0: Well, now I feel like a dick. I, I I'm picking a two nil loss.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Not that
0: bad. <laughs> I still feel like a jerk. I never pick us to lose because I usually don't think we're going to lose. But I think even when teams play good games against City, they can still win 2-0. And you may have played a, a solid game. So I expect us to perform. I do. I don't think we're going to look like shit. I ex- But I, I, I do think we're going to lose. I don't want to. But, yeah, because we still have a lot of growth. Um, I hope you guys are right. Actually, no. Uh, I hope we're all wrong. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, three points would be, God, that'd make the weekend. Come on, guys. All right. So uh, I guess that's it for our Man City preview. Jerry, Terry, and Max here. Talk to you about uh, talk to you about uh, starting eleven versus City this weekend. Um, if we wanted to be jerks, this segment could be a minute long, in which <laughs> we'd all just say the exact same thing. But I do think there's a couple of talking points that we'll get to. All right, so we won't be jerks. Max, who are your starters this weekend?
1: Pickford, Coleman, Dean, Mina. Dinya, Gay, Gomez, Sigurdsson, Walcott, Richardson, Bernard.
0: Terry. This could be kind of funny.
2: Yeah. What <laughs> the uh, right honorable gentleman said uh, Pickford, <laughs> Coleman, Keane, Mina, Dine, um Jussagay. Um, Andre Gomez, Theo Walcott, Gylfi uh, Sigurdsson, Bernard
0: and Richarlison up front. And I will save time and say the same thing that those guys said, which is the same thing I said last game. All right. I think it's going to be the same thing. All right. Cool. Um, so, I, however, however, the the not so fast, my friend here is um, if it's just a gay, as Terry mentioned off camera, I want to give him credit. Terry said this. if it's just gay is injured, what happens? Because he was uh, applying ice somewhere in his upper leg region uh, when he came off the field uh, in the most recent match. Um, if Idrissige is out, I'm, I'm, I'm a little frightened because I just don't want him to be injured before we actually start buying the players to possibly, you know, spell him at times. Hey everybody, Jerry here with uh, an update uh, as far as injuries go. Um, press conferences were today and Silva confirmed that Ghana, Idris-Gay, is is in fact a doubt for the City match. So, all these what-ifs we were talking about may actually be realities. So, there's that. Uh, Additionally, apparently Aguero and De Bruyne both trained for City today without problems. So, they could be available for uh, our match with them this weekend, too. So, uh, the world does certainly seem to be raining excrement on us at this time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's your update. Back to the show. Sorry about that.
1: Max, what do we do? Stick Tom Davies on, let him score another wonder goal. Nah, yeah, you stick Tom Davies on, and I think you tell him to do the same job as what what Garner did. Obviously, he might not do it as effectively as Garner, but we were talking about soccer. It's a man-marking job, isn't it? You pick one of those players that you think is going to be most influential in pulling the strings, and you just say, don't let him breathe. Be on him constantly. Don't give him the room or the time to pull something off. Um, it's just a matter of thinking who, who would that man be. I'd Initially, you'd say it'd be David Silva, but he's out. You'd say it'd be Kevin De Bruyne, but he's out. Yeah. I mean, Sergio Aguero's out too. So, you know, this it, it, is a good chance for Everton. This. You know, mm. it's, it's not City's strongest starting 11. It's still a very strong starting 11. But, We've got the we've got the. I think that midfield is physically capable enough of being being strong enough on the back foot and on the front foot. You we know how fit the yeah, Gilfie Sigurdsson is, we've seen how good Andre Gomez is. I think that midfield can cope with you know the c- persistent pressure. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if it got if, if Gay was to be out, I would roll with Tom Davies,
0: Terry.
2: I see you nodding. Um, I'm gonna go one little bit left field. I've thought for a while. I mean, I, not based on anything, but just a hunch. I think this could be the game, and certainly the month where we start to see the reintroduction of uh, James McCarthy.
0: I saw yeah. this coming as soon as you paused <laughs> and you said, "I'm gonna go out left field." I was like, "He's bringing up McCarthy again. <laughs> I know he's gonna do it." <laughs> he's been training in full training for a while now, and it would be a bit of an. Uh,
2: a bit of a steep one to throw him back into to, away at Man City, but I think he's the best fit to replace Adrisa Gay in a game like this because Morgan Schneiderlin can also play in that number six role, but I don't think he's mobile enough or energetic enough to get about City's midfielders the way Adrisa Gay would or James McCarthy would. You put James McCarthy in, yeah, he'll be a, bit, a little bit ring rusty. Yeah, he won't be won't be back to full full ability just yet, but he will do a defensive. All action, you know, tackle every one job And I just don't think any of the other players will do that Tom Davis is probably a good shout as well um, But I, I don't like Tom Davis as a defensive midfielder mm-hmm. And I think he's much better in a more I don't want to say advanced role But sort of a more moving forward from deep I think he's better on the ball than he is You know, being a, a destroyer type player um, So yeah, I'd say James McCarthy
0: Yeah um... I think it it would be Tom Davis. I think that's who we will see, but I think I would prefer McCarthy in that role. Um, I agree. I feel like McCarthy is just a more defensively a defensive minded player. Um, I think he's more of a a terrier. You know, like snapping at heels, you know, const- that, or at least that's the player I remember. I, who knows? He hasn't really played a, a really big competitive game in a long time. So it's mm. a, it is a risk. But I think it's a risk to put Tom Davis in there. I think any player you put in there is a risk, period. You know, it is a risk because we're playing City. And so do you put Schneiderlin in there who is maybe the most, like, immobile of the players who, who you could put in there against a br- ridiculously mobile team. I don't think you can do that. Um, McCarthy, coming off in- injury, may not be – I mean, he's probably fit, but is he, can he? could he play 70 minutes? That's a mm. question. Because you play against City, you're running a lot because they're passing a lot. Yeah. They run you in the ground. So can he handle that? I think Tom Davies is more equipped to handle that running. Um. Gosh, it, I'm not gonna say it. I really wish Beningame had more experience. There, I said it. Okay. <laughs> I think I feel yeah. like he gives us uh, he gives us more quickness than Tom Davis. Um, I just don't know. I'm I, I worry about his inexperience in a game like this, though. So you love, you love Beningame, don't you? I mean. Love <laughs> that guy, man. <laughs> I just feel like he's a play. I I I think what – it's a weird thing. When you see a, a kid play with the U23s some, and you see them like work <coughs> their way up, you have a certain like when – you, when you realize they're good early, you know, mm-hmm. and then you see them work their way up, you want it to work for them, you know. And I think that's part of the reason why I love that guy. But he, I don't know. I feel like Silva respects him as a player, but doesn't think he's ready to crack into this lineup. And if Silva doesn't – Let's be honest, he's probably right. He knows – Silva knows more than me. I know this is a news news flash to everyone, but (laughs) he's he's a pretty sharp guy. (laughs) And he knows his squad really well. Um, I don't have to worry about Silva the way we did about Big Sam, where we're like, does he even know that this player is there? You know, I feel like Silva knows everyone Mm. really well. Um, So, yeah. Uh, So I think it will be Davies – but I kind of hope it's McCarthy. Um, I think that's a more like-for-like like fit. Um, wow. That's a tough one, though. That puts us at a weird spot because that's one of those players that really we don't have anyone to immediately slot in for. Mm. That is a squad depth issue right there. A big one.
1: It is. I've said for a while, I, know. I think he's the most indispensable player in that eleven.
0: And yet, yeah. he's the one that most people, a lot of people, want to replace right now.
1: Well, yeah, he he's, he's not playing his best football. He's had a few bad games, and it's becoming quite apparent that he is the weaker of the ball-playing midfielders that we are. Yeah.
0: It's so one-dimensional. Like he's great at winning the ball back, but the creativity is lacking severely well, when it comes to. He's him. Getting,
1: I think he's getting more opportunities to show that. He, more, I think due to the change in philosophy. Mm. He's getting more time on the ball. He's getting the ball in more advanced positions, and uh, therefore, by default, because he's not as good as the, at, that, at those attacking skills, you know, he's skying shots. He, he's misplaced <laughs> passes. He's losing the ball. But that I think that just comes with the territory of you know spending more time on the ball. And, uh, no, I've still got faith in him to it to improve those areas of his game because, as I said, athletically, the man's an absolute monster.
0: Oh hell yeah!
1: So I think if he brushes be up technically. I think he, honestly, I think he's a fantastic midfielder.
0: Max, whenever he lines up for a shot outside the eighteen, do you expect <laughs> him to go on frame ever? <laughs> <laughs> He's oh. been in. Um, he's been
2: really poor. He, ha- he has been really poor the last few games. But if you, we we play away at Man City without him, you'll soon want him back.
0: You'll. you'll immediately... Oh, dude, uh, dude, he's yeah. a player. Like I'm not in the let us sub gay right now phase. I do think that if we are needing a goal late, uh, he's a player I would sub out. If we yeah. had a more attacking minded center mid to slot in. uh... Which I don't really know that we even have on our squad mm. right now. You know, I feel like that's a player we'd have to buy, you know, uh, David Silva type. You know, someone we could come in, who could come in, play with Sigurdsson. But it, because Sigurdsson's touches, someone, some brilliant soul, put a, an article out there recently, and I wish I could find it in my brain, like what it was called. But they were talking about how Sigurdsson's touches are like almost all in forward positions and rarely are they in the midfield and so he's not really creating a lot of chances from the midfield it's all from more forward positions so we need more creativity coming from the center you know mm-hmm. coming from more centralized positions to be able to kind of link up with the, and that's just something we don't have and we will we need that late in games instead of shunting the ball off to the wing every single time and crossing it in yeah. Where we're not really getting a lot of joy.
1: On that note, I've got a weird feeling if we roll with Richard I think Richardson's gonna have a good game against this back line, you know. I I've got this innate feeling, I think it's gonna pay off. I think you know, he's getting the goals, isn't he? That finish against Watford was fantastic.
0: They yeah. won't be as physical with him, I know that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think he um, we could see him on the left with maybe Calvert-Lewin up front for that you know, work rate and high press Like, I'd like to keep him up front because he scored and, and I think he might get some joy out of John Stones mm-hmm. but uh, I wouldn't be surprised and, uh, I know Bernard's played quite, uh, decently against uh, Watford in the first half and he actually despite being small he's quite strong defensively You know, he protects his full back but I think it might just be a little uh, little silver switch around if he mm-hmm. was to bring Calvert-Lewin back in for this game just because he knows he's going to be Defending a lot more and having to press high.
0: I'm secretly hoping that Silva sees our shirts and gets in his head to do some ill-advised Cruyff turns. Really deep. It's like, I remember when I used to do that. Let's, for nostalgia's sake, pull some of those out. And then Richarlison's just on his ass. (laughs) That would be nice. That'd be great. I don't see that happening because since he's been with Pep, he's become a much smarter player.
1: Well, he he messed up for that Luffman goal in that 4-0, didn't he?
0: Oh yeah, that was early though. That was early yeah, on. Yeah. yeah
1: it's, hopefully he pulled one of them out the bug.
0: Oh yeah. I'm I'm very fine with that. Um, <laughs> so guys, uh, th- those are your, your main questions. Or if if Gay is injured, who who plays for him and the striker winger situation. You know? Yeah. Um, we know Lookman is, is getting legitimate looks for starting every game now. Uh, he may not be starting, but he's at least being considered by Silva. Uh, there's some recent comments that came out this morning, I think, where Lookman was talking about how much the manager trusts him and how comfortable he is now. Um, that was nice to see. You know, to get some – you were seeing the confidence on the field, but to just kind of get that confirmation that, hey, these are the words that accompany that. You know, um, it doesn't seem like he's itching to go back to Germany now, which is great. Mm. But uh, that is another one you could see starting, though. You know, um, I still maintain he's the most effective player off the bench that we have. No one makes an impact like he does. That's a that's valuable, you know. So anyway. All right, guys. Anything else on the starting 11? No. Wonderbar. All right, guys. So that's uh, that's the that's it for our uh, starting eleven segment versus City. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for if you know your history, the Everton-based quiz segment that pits Max versus Terry in a t- in a cage match of toffee's wit and might. Today's is a well, it's a pen shootout quiz. So, essentially, I'll be flipping this. uh, I'm holding a memory card. Gentlemen, this is heads and this is tails. So, basically, whoever goes first, it would be as though they are shooting. Each one gets a chance to answer the question. And, uh, yeah, whoever gets them right when it's their shot will end up winning. There you go. That's the closest I got. Anyway... (laughs) Screw this. All right, so I'm, I'm uh, tossing the, the, the memory card right now. Terry, if you can call it, please. Heads. He said heads and it is tails. So, Max, first or second? Second. Cue intense quiz music. It slowly ramps up because it's that low drum beat. There it goes, there it goes. Maybe it's kicking in now. There we go. Terry, since the Premier League began, Everton have had... A number of players make appearances for them, so out of all the players to have played in the Premier League for Everton, what number is Yeri Mina? For example, Lee Tai is the 107th player to play in the Premier League for Everton. So what is Yeri Mina? <laughs> Quizmaster John, you devil you, because this is not easy.
1: I love you. Like oh, the, you used Lee Tai as some sort of guidelines.
0: That's what John did. Yeah, I think the, it was the, the year, maybe, he was trying to give you a... yeah. <laughs> Reference. So, Terry, what do you got? Lee Tai
2: was the 107th, was he? Yes. Um, I am going to go, then, with Eremina being the 202nd.
0: 202nd. Okay? Max, what do you got? 264th. This was actually really close. uh, Because Max, you guessed too high. Terry, you guessed too low. Alright? The correct answer was 227th. So technically, Terry is 25 away. Max you're over 30 away.
1: Mm.
0: So, technically, Terry scores on this one. 1-0 one <laughs> is the score at the moment. Max, how many appearances did Gerard Deulofeu make for Everton overall throughout both of his spells at the club?
1: Oh, I don't like questions like that. Hmm. Um, oh, let's just cancel the quiz then, Max. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm going to go For 67 appearances. 67 appearances. Because we were in Europe as well. For Jerry.
0: Terry, what do you got?
2: I'm going to go with... I don't think it was that high. I'm going to go with 40.
0: 80. Whew. 80 appearances over both his spells with Everton. So, Max scores on this one. One, one. 1-1. Okay. Terry. How much did Everton pay altogether for Leighton Baines from Wigan in 2007?
2: Ah, that's a good one. Um came in at the same time as Jagielka who I think came in for six million I feel like Baines was slightly less so I'm gonna say five point two five so five and a quarter million
0: okay I appreciate that because it prevents this from possibly being a tie. Because <laughs> if he says 5.25 2, 2, 5 on the dot, you know what I mean? Does what that, do you
1: got, Max? Does that picture, you know, they all came in together. DM, um, Jugs Pina. 4 million.
0: The correct answer is 6 million total. It was 5 million up front and 1 million in add ons.
1: You put me off, Teddy. I was going to say 6, you know. Put me <laughs> off. <Teddy. laughs> 2 1. Terry in the lead
0: Max how many goals did Gareth Barry score overall for Everton
1: what is right I'm um, just there's this one that's went remember that one where he got a touch on the line did that count or did that not count do you know what I mean do I think I, the, I, the, the one last, where he was all, he was sort last, of off sides yeah but that went down to the body goal didn't it I don't know if they gave it to him um, I'll say 5-4. Five, 5-4? 4, five, four. Oh. four. <laughs> Alright, Max
0: says 4. Terry. Um...
2: Difficult. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm trying to count the goals because there wasn't that many can I go four as well I don't is that, is that allowed because I think I feel like it was four but I don't want to just not say four because Max has said it
0: you could say four four I mean it's wrong uh, you could say four <laughs> uh, it was six,
1: six? Mm, oh, I should have said five
0: okay so, this makes things makes things a little dicey, all right? Because technically it was 2 to 1 before that and then you both got the last one wrong by the same amount. So, if I'm going to go strictly by the rules, I would say that probably gives it to Terry. What do you say, Max?
1: Yeah. Cool. I'm just kidding myself over that late and Because if was like, it was
0: two to one and a half, you know, what I mean, it's like two and a half
1: to yeah. one and a half. You know nah, what I mean? Nah, no, nah, worry, No worries. Tell so, you him it. know what I mean? I'm kidding. Wasn't
2: Wasn't Dave or a goal? It was a missed goal. <laughs> I went the I went, I went the wrong way, but he still skyed <laughs> Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want it still, because I've ruined. The the system have broke the scale, so shall we just skip it 2-1 just move on to the next one? Tiebreaker question. Yeah, I don't feel good about winning like that. I want a tiebreaker.
0: Okay. All those of you who are accusing Terry of not having ethics, shame on you. All right. Leandro Rodriguez. So that's the way we all want to hear a question begin. Signed by Roberto Martinez in August of 2015, was given the number twenty eight when he first joined. He made one appearance off the bench in Everton's 2-0 win over Dagenhardt and Redbridge in the FA Cup third round, January 2016. In the 16-17 season, Kuman pushed Rodriguez to the reserves. But Rodriguez still got a squad number. What was it? Uh, and let's keep the same pattern. Uh, Terry is going first. Oh, good one.
2: Um... 41. 41.
1: Max. 34. The correct answer, Leandro
0: Rodriguez's new number was 92. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: I didn't even think he could have players that high unless there was other players. I think the rule is... You need to have somewhere like within 10 numbers of the squad to have a high number. That's why you don't want players was, able someone was just 99. being to
0: being dick. Someone was just being a dick, weren't they? Just be like, oh yeah, we'll give you a number, all right. That's. they <laughs> <laughs> didn't even get one, to be fair. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so uh, technically the closest answer was Terry's. Uh, so, So, again, Terry by some bizarre voodoo has uh, has won this one. All right, so Terry, uh, congratulations. Uh, technically, I would say you both know your history, but uh, yeah, you were closer on the guessing game. So uh, Terry, what what tune are we closing out with? What dad rock tune are we closing out with? <laughs> I'm going to go in sort of nod to the new
2: Avengers uh, 4 trailer that came out. Ah. I'm going to go with Shooter Thrill. By AC/DC, which is the Iron Man 2 title track, and it's a absolute tune. So in tribute to Tony Stark, who's spoiler alert, Lost in Space, until we get to the next film, shoot to thrill.
0: Shoot to Thrill. ACDC. Alright. Um, you've given a pretty good reason as to why. Uh, if you were to if you were to put that track in a, a movie or TV show what will be happening
2: Oh, it, it, what, what happens when it's in Iron Man just Iron Man jumping out of an, a military what was that thing.
0: I was going it, to say it's the title track but I wasn't sure if it was actually in the movie I haven't seen that
2: movie oh, in like it's, years it's like, it's in a couple of the films um, the Avengers films he, it's in Iron Man 2 originally when he beginning of the film, he jumps out of a military plane and lands, oh at a, my he lands at the Stark Expo with the big American flag behind him and then yeah. he shoots and he's got a tuxedo on. And then it comes back in Avengers when he uh, overrides the PA system on the, um, one of the jets when uh, Captain America's fighting Loki and he just uh-huh. blasts out, shoots a thrill when he arrives and just sits Loki on his arse with his, uh, his blasters and a big... Uh, Big fan of the comic book films in general, but especially the Marvel studio films. that are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Re- are you an Iron Man guy? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I've noticed a lot of Iron Man, so Iron Man fans are also Batman fans. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because the personality types are similar in terms of, you know, Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark in terms of like the type of superheroes they are. They're yeah. both. Intelligent, self made they, they may not be like superheroes. They don't have super, but their superpowers come from their mind and their—you know what I mean. And so i, I find the, the the psychological analysis kind of fascinating. So interesting. No, I I, I just love it. I, I, I'm, I'm big into
2: comics as a kid, not so much anymore. But the comic book movies—I mean, same as everyone
0: else—they they just they're right up my street. I'm getting my kids into them now. It's been great. My kids are before they play, uh you know, they have a football match. They we have they have like a pump up mix and uh, one of them that is on there is immigrant song. Uh Zeppelin. And they they're both like, yeah. can, we, can we play the Thor Magna Walk song? <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> because it's oh. oh that would have been yeah. that would have been an option if I'd have started it. That's a different time. We'll do that a different time. Right now this one this one's handling it well, I'm sure. So as we close out with ACDC, uh, which is uh, the more you get to know uh, Terry's uh, catalog, the, the, the less predictable, the, the more more predictable it can become, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's time to end the big show. Uh, thanks so much for, for listening to the Toffee Blues podcast. Hey, why don't, you, why don't you subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast? Rate it if you can. And, uh, yeah, leave us a, a kind review because the other kind, would just, you know, hurt our feelings, and we get that from real life. We don't need that from you. Uh, and so, also, why don't you check us out on YouTube if you, for some reason, get the bug up your arse to see our faces. Check that out. It's there. Why not? You know, double dose of us. Check out Terry, Liverpool Echo Fan Jury. He's He shows up there uh, writing you know, his, his beautiful words about, about Everton, uh, every so often. Check his Twitter for that. Check Max's Twitter for where he shows up next. Uh, he, you'll, you'll find him often on the, the Toffee Blues website. Uh, Toffee Blues website, lots of, uh, Everton analysis. Max does his work there. Uh, just subscribe to the Toffee Blues, uh, in general on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, where else? Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Yeah, there's that too. So I guess that's it, guys thanks so much Terry uh we missed you last time it's good to have you back good to be back thanks for having me back guys pleasure as always good choice of music again thank you for that uh max great to talk to you again man
1: always as always mate.
0: yeah you gentlemen thanks so much and uh yeah so bye And uh, yeah, I guess that's it for for the big show. If you've been listening via podcast, uh, thanks so much. We sincerely appreciate it. Uh, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast. Rate it if you can. Leave a nice review, just because it's the spirit of the season. Um, if you, if, uh, if and also please check out the Toffee Blues YouTube channel. Uh, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues YouTube channel. We'd sincerely appreciate that. We're creeping up on fourteen hundred subs. People are saying some nice things, which is wonderful. And sometimes Liverpool fi- supporters come on there, and they're mean. And then we delete their comments, and we love it. All right? And it gives us views. It's wonderful. Uh, so please please check us out if you feel like seeing our faces on YouTube. Uh, check out Terry on the Liverpool Echo Fan Jury. Check out Max uh, on well, lots of places, but on the Toffee Blues website. Please, uh, you know, just uh, check out the Toffee Blues website. Lots of ev- all things Everton on there. Lots of analysis. Follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, and I think that's it, guys. If we could get three points uh, this weekend, then that makes my, uh, the rest of my year. The rest of my year is a wonderful thing. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Terry, thanks again, man. It's good to see you. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Thank you for your time. Maxwell House. As always. Wonderful. Good things, thank you, buddy. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's make this weekend competitive, shall we? All right, bye. And uh, yeah, and if you keep your eye on the uh, Premier League fan zone, if you're in America, NBC's, NBC Sports Gold. Me and my son Bennett will be showing up there as the Everton supporter, as uh, giving a, a Watford reaction. And it's well, yeah, I have a six year old beside me, and he was excited. So I'll just say that. So I guess that's it. We're going to move on to our uh, penalties discussion. Who's going to take those things? All right. I guess that's it for now. We'll see you in a minute. Bye. Bye.